Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Fizz Beyond Carbonated Water. Introducing the Infizz Fusion by Sage. Carbonate a refreshing strawberry wine cooler or a homemade lemonade like never before. Infizz. And release. Infizz your flavour. Sage, the Infizz Fusion Carbonator, available in a range of Lux colours, exclusively at John Lewis. Our podcast might contain the occasional mild swear word or adult theme. Hello, it's Nick Grimshaw. And it's Angela Hartnett. And welcome to Dish from Waitrose. Now, Angela, we are on series two. We've done a few already. Guess what we've not mentioned? Peru! Peru! <laughs> I feel we should go to Peru to do a podcast. Do you next think? one, yeah, next what year. What a dish in Peru. Yeah. How was the food in Peru? Amazing. What did you have? Did they do a lot of ceviche? Is that, that Peruvian? Ceviche all over the place. Mm. They use loads of trout. They have lots of meat. They do lots of pulses and starch. It was delicious. And bearing in mind, these porters who are carrying all your luggage and the tents and everything... And they're cooking for you every night. They were incredible. Wow. They were so good. No, it was brilliant. It was yeah. lovely. Yeah. Well, congratulations Thank you. on doing that. What Thank an you. achievement. I know. Angela did text me a picture of her and Neil <laughs> at the top of Machu Picchu. And I replied being like, oh my God, didn't know you were going to Peru. <laughs> Should have mentioned it. <laughs> Crack myself up when yeah. I saw that. Funny, wasn't it? It's yeah. like crying, walking down a mountain. <laughs> He's there taking the mickey. Hey, this week it's Halloween week. Do you enjoy Halloween? Well, I think it passes me by mm. because it's like dogs and doors and, you know, we don't have a street with loads of kids. Mm. So I tend to ignore the door if I want If you can. Yeah. Lights off, sit upstairs, no one in. <laughs> That's it. Bar humbug. Yeah. yeah. They're well, all going to spray paint the house now, aren't they? Really? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We were going to attempt to do something sort of Halloween themed with the food and drink today mm. to be discussed when our guest TBC. gets it. I had a slight issue with it but our guest today is the wonderful russell howard so russell's going to join us to talk about his new tour that he's doing he's got his new tv show as well which is on at the moment but what are we going to cook for russell so we're having uh chorizo white bean and pumpkin cocida which Mm. is like a lovely sort of spanish stew in a way yeah yeah. that feels festive very halloweeny nice and spicy lovely spice from chorizo and also gluten-free dairy-free all the freeze. All the freeze. He's very healthy as our Russell. He is healthy as Russell Howard. Well, yeah. let's get cracking on the food and then get Russell in. Indeed. Today we are joined by one of the UK's finest comedians. It is time to welcome to the dish table, Mr. Russell Howard, everybody. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hi, Russell. Hello. Hi, welcome. Thanks for having me. We've gone for a gin and tonic to welcome I'm good. you. Yeah. Cheers. 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 You with us. Thank you very Cheers. much. We Cheers. were going to have a different cocktail, weren't we? Yeah. We were, Russell, <laughs> which we weren't going to talk about on the podcast, Thanks, but Russell. sure we can. <laughs> but you had something really special planned. Yeah, we did. We, now, we tried to do something quite festive because yeah. it's, you know, Halloween week. Yeah, yeah. So we thought we're not going to like make you have like, you know, a pumpkin cookie or like <laughs> make you wear cobwebs. So we thought we'd do a cocktail and it was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> 
So we bin that off. We've yeah. gone for a gin and tonic. Sorry, a spooky gin and tonic. Ooh. We should edit it so it just looks like it's kind of hovering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get rid of my hair. floating. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Dry that ice is. coming out of it yeah. and all this Ooh, smoke. Yeah. It's very scary. But if you have enough of those, you think you're a ghost and you can exactly. run for a wolf. Yeah, so true. Yeah. does work. does work like that. Um, yeah. Now, it does say on my cards here, happy Halloween. A phrase I don't love. I've never heard it before. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Halloween. Do you do it? <laughs> never heard of it. I do. I do Halloween, but yeah, well, I, I live in uh, Primrose Hill, so yeah. there's a lot of Americans, and they mm. absolutely love, love it. it. Yeah. Have you ever had your house like <laughs> you know toilet paper or anything? Because you've never given the sweets out. Have you no, always been you know, good? We always put a pumpkin out and we give yeah. the sweet. I mm. love that. And I love yeah. the kids coming around and you know giving them sweets. That sounds dodgy, but. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't like the decoration. Like, right, I, yeah. I love Christmas decorations on houses. Yeah. I really like that when people yeah. go for it. Something about Halloween. I don't know. It just feels like it's a bit like prom. Yeah. You know, yeah, kind of prom, you go, it's not English. It's English not. is final day at school, yeah. get a bit pissed, something happens at a bus stop. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's kind it. of it. But, it, but it's like <laughs> limousines and yeah. sort of, this is no. what we, and suits and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So I feel like that kind of thieving from American culture yeah. is a bit like, you know. Yeah. I don't want to be a grump because I, I do like Halloween. I like the idea of it. And I like seeing, you know, like people in the street out getting it, like with their kids going, getting yeah. sweets, cute and everything. You know, it's annoying when you've got dogs. No, because every yeah. time the door goes, they think we're under attack. Yeah, so they're like, yeah. it's just like the mother yeah. like inside yeah. hell, and they never know the way around that. We no, guess. it's true. What does how does Betty deal with it? I know she's become loses loses it, loses it, and also she's a little Jack Russell. Oh, I've got Jack Russell, which are yeah. feisty in themselves, yeah. Yeah. and of course people think, oh, she's cute and sweet, but as soon as you go over her territory, <laughs> you know, I mean, basically we'd get sued because she'd just bite hands off and stuff like that so probably best yeah, yeah we don't inside, open the door yeah. yeah trick or treat lost a finger yeah. i've got a real problem with my dog the minute he's eating frogs have you oh. yeah this oh. sort of yeah right but he's uh, <laughs> hey, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's not like i don't mean like as in that's his preference he's got but, his little frog's legs you have yeah, to yeah, get exactly. him from frogs they kind of come into our garden and right. he just keeps eating them and it's making him really <laughs> ill but you just can't reason with the dog yeah. no and do you know what i mean you know that thing mm. where you find yourself it's so silly that you find yourself going stop eating frogs <laughs> and he, <laughs> kind of, but he looks at you as if you go okay so i was curious do you do you have trouble with your dog? Because Bessie, no, she's not too bad. She's definitely there's something. There's definitely a mouse in our garden somewhere because right. she goes to this little part and she's you know because they're tiny and she comes out and she's black. What's your dog? I've got two dogs, so I've got like a staffy bull terrier cross. Okay, and then they're I've not got... taking any. No, yeah, yeah, she yeah. will eat anything. We've walked down the street before and she's just seen like a dirty banana skin and she's like. <laughs> I'm like, that's not uh, like no. anything. Speaking of dogs, didn't you lose your dog on the internet? Find your dog. This is a real window into deep madness. So <laughs> I love my dog. Like yeah. I have a deep bond with him. I adore him. And I was looking around the house. I couldn't find him. And I was like, right, he's gone. So legged outside, running around, couldn't find him. Then thought, who are all the famous people I know? So I rang up Jack Whitehall. I think I rang up Jimmy Carr and yeah. somebody else and just said, can you put on Twitter that I've lost my dog? Yeah. So they do. So it turns out my wife was following one of them on Twitter. She's on her way home on the tube. She sees up and goes, I've lost my... And it's her dog that yeah. is lost. She doesn't know this at the time. And I'm kind of... I got so bad that I was genuinely running around Primrose Hill and I'm not making this up. 
I genuinely got on the floor and was like, think like a dog, where would you go? <laughs> like, I'm not like, you know, when you're like that, I was like, like, like that and going, right, okay. Eat a frog. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, that was, <laughs> like, you got to the nearest pond. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Well, I went up to a bloke who started humping his leg. I was like, no, I didn't mention that. I'm in, I'm in character, I'm trying to. Um, <laughs> and then I kind of went, okay, this isn't going to work. And, and, and I kind of just sat inside and uh, my wife literally came home, went upstairs, and he was in the toilet upstairs. No! So, so I, I enlisted the internet, and what I needed was a woman to, to check everywhere. And it was the one bit. Like, I've never seen him go into a toilet. You know? So you just didn't see I must have been I must have been in the toilet, yeah. kind of doing something, and like yeah. just shut the door, and he must have just gone. Yeah. Okay. Didn't bark that at That bowl's all. a bit high. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> don't know. It was just, but yeah. Because Angela had a nightmare with Betty. Yeah. Well, basically, she was with a friend of mine and he'd driven into the park as he normally does on a Saturday morning. And she, like the Jack Russell, saw a squirrel and she jumped out of the car. I know right. she did for a fact. Went off in her own Betty fashion. I'll go for a squirrel, come back. And he'd gone because he'd panicked. Oh. And then, of course, she's like, what's going on? And because she was found 15 minutes later... And then no one saw her. Yeah. And that was the weird thing because mm. no one had sighted oh. her. And I just went on the internet and then tagged, like exactly like you, anyone I knew that loved dogs who was famous. And basically this woman had taken her in. Oh. But what was amazing is when I've walked Betty since, strangers have come up going, oh, I'm so happy Betty's home. Hello, Betty. Like uh, randoms that would just stuff follow like that. it. But it sure yeah. shows there is good in the world. Yeah, there is. My friend is a dog trainer who's with us a lot of the time, like a counsellor going, listen, someone's going to have to walk her. And then once we realised where she'd been spotted on Jamaica Road, we just fly the area. It's mad. I mean, I don't want to laugh because I just said it is really upsetting. But the very fact you had a dog counsellor, <laughs> yeah. like... I did have a dog yeah. counsellor for, because my dog's both from Battersea. Yeah. And the little one, he's amazing. But the bigger one, Pig, she's nuts. Yeah. Their synopsis was like, she should live on a farm. I was like, well. <laughs> is that not. what we said? Yeah, I was like, so well, we live in Hackney. It. So. <laughs> That's not going to work. Tough. What yeah. else? And what? So when you're Figure on tour, obviously your wife's looking after the dog. You don't yeah. ever bring the dog on tour with you. No, no. I did no. it once. I did a gig uh, in Newcastle and brought him and it was not. Disaster. Great. Yeah, which is, it's just weird because they're yeah. backstage and you just yeah. kind of go, oh, it's just too And much. they can hear you and they're probably. Yeah, yeah, and it's just a strange. Then when I'm kind of uh, doing my TV show, the dog is with me all the time. Really? Yeah, during COVID, he was yeah. with me all the time. And um, we, so we have kind of a nice little bond. Nice. of kind of shared madness of COVID. So oh. do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I had a real, I don't know if you had this, you know that moment where you kind of really realise you've lost it. So I give my dog a biscuit and my dog would always take that biscuit and hide it in the sofa, yeah. just kind of tuck it away. Because I was, you know, wasn't particularly busy. The world had stopped. <laughs> I thought, let's get to the bottom of this. So I was like, who do you think is going to eat your biscuit? You're the only dog that lives here. And he kind of looked at me as if to go, well, you are talking to a dog, mate. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> So what I did, I ate his biscuit. No! Just and he looked at me as if to go, I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> and that was the moment I was like, I really need people again. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just want to, like, I just no, want to battle just with the dog. Betty's treats rather than just, was, you know. Do you know the the day I met my wife, I sort of realised I was going to marry her, and also my brother ate dog food that day. <laughs> Genuinely true for for a bet, but he didn't finish the tin, so I didn't give no. the money. Oh God, you're harsh. Right, Russell, you have done comedy in, in 
every conceivable way. You've done, you know, stand-up, you've done panel shows, you've done TV shows, you've done documentaries with mm. your mum. Do you have a favourite format that you love genre, to do? Yeah. A genre where you love to... Is it stand-up? Yeah, stand-up's so terrifying, yeah. I think. I think no. that's the scariest job ever. It's like, particularly when you get to travel, there's something about sort of if you're in like, Copenhagen and you notice something interesting like in for example in Denmark they've got all these kind of like they're beautiful people they've got these porridge bars oh. so they all eat porridge right. so like young hip couples will go for a date and they'll eat porridge and porridge is one of the most disgusting foods to watch somebody eat yeah. do you know what I mean so that to me just watching them go slop this filthy oh. was so funny <laughs> But then I was able to go and do the gig that night and chat about it. And it's kind of funny here, but in Denmark, it yeah. was like, oh my God, he's noticed the thing. Yeah. And it's that sense of immediacy. Yeah. That yeah. is like, I think with other stuff, the, if you're writing a film or you're writing a script or whatever, it has to go through a committee. Mm -hmm. Whereas there's something really exciting about the tangibility of stand-up. Yeah. You, if you think of something and it gets a laugh, it is correct. Mm -hmm. yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Where, it, where it's like cosmically right. Mm -hmm. And if they don't laugh, it isn't. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and there's something quite, I don't know, it's quite fun about it. And then even if it's not funny, you can be funny by realising that you're not funny. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it's, so it just becomes this... I remember I was in Finland once and I saw this big guy, a seagull flew down to try and eat one of his chips and he caught the seagull in his hand oh, and went, and went, no! And then kind of threw it away and the seagull looked like petrified, yeah. like, all right, all right, all right. All right. Like that. He's like, I'm going back to Brighton, I'm coming. Like, so I kind of went on stage yeah. and told this story and there's like 2,000 Finnish people there and went, well, if you see a seagull, you grab the seagull. And they didn't find it funny at all. Yeah. And then that became funny. And so I was like, that, look, you're mental. No, no other nation would grab and tell off an animal. You know? Excuse me a moment. Okay. You're off. She's off, she's had enough. There you go, Russell. Thanks, mate. That looks amazing. Oh, thank you, Angela. One of my favorite shows to do on telly is Saturday Kitchen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the reason I love it so much is because not only is it fun, you get to eat amazing food, you have a nice yeah. chat. All the camera crew, mm. they've all got cutlery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, they all just, have a go. And for me, so when they cut to, here's a video from 1985 of Rick Stein. Like, Literally, you see these, like, they're like, Whoa! So Practice. true. It's, it's my so favorite bit true. of the show. What is this, Angela? Um, it's a chorizo butter bean and pumpkin stew. It's absolutely delicious. This is really tasty. Really tasty. Like really, really tasty. Proper tasty. And that's the, that's what mm. the advert should be for this. Yeah, mm. exactly. Chorizo proper stew, tasty. proper tasty. Yeah. We're going to have a riocca with our stew because you know chorizo mm. demands a Spanish red. So we've gone for this a riocca, an El Piadoso, it's called, which is from Waitrose and should go deliciously well with the stew. If you want to check out this wine or check out the recipe as well, waitrose.com forward slash dish recipe. Dish recipes. That's really great. Mm. So that who does all really your good. cooking? Is it yeah. you, Russell? Or you? Because your wife's a doctor, mm -hmm. so she's working mad hours all the time. Yeah, yeah. As are you, probably. Yeah. I've probably got five dishes I can cook, mm -hmm. and I just do those on rotation. Okay, marvellous. Um, yeah, it's, um, old El Paso fajitas. Um, <laughs> 
extract. We'll get them going. Yeah, yeah. You can have that chicken or steak, however yeah. you want. And then um, a bit of pasta. I could do a roast chicken. There you go. That's all but right. Yeah, and there's a, you know, I don't mind it. I used to, when I was a kid, I, I much preferred it. Yeah. I much preferred cooking. But right. Deliveroo is really, uh, it's hit me hard mm. because it's just, I've got these experts nearby and I've got somebody on a bike willing to bring their expertise to my house. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I, I look at my kind of clumsy yeah. fingers and think, I can't. <laughs> I can't do what any of these magicians do. <laughs> so my wife loves sushi and she would eat that every day if possible. But mm. if I ever made sushi, it wouldn't be as good. It's a bit like I love a curry. Yeah. Mm. It's like, I've tried, you cannot compete yeah. with mm -hmm. a curry from a curry shop. Mm. You just can't, you know? Yeah, Although apparently so. the key is to microwave the onions because then the onions are as mushy as the rest, as yeah. the base that they normally have yeah, in like yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a little tip for you I there. Didn't know little that. tip, right? Take that. Little tip. <laughs> Fire up the old microwave down no, Murano. Because... <laughs> How do you know about our microwave Murano? Actually, this is a good time to get this listener's email question mm -hmm. answered, Angela. Cariad's been on. Dear Angela, I need help. I'm a stressed and apprehensive cook. I find nothing fun or soothing about the kitchen. Mm. I just think sack it off. Yeah. If you don't like it. No, I'm serious. If you don't like it, don't do it. She carries on. Although I understand the flavour profiles of dishes like curries and bolognese, I can't seem to get the flavour to stick to the food I cook. My dishes dramatically lack the flavour I desperately try to add in. I made a go and prawn curry recently and the kitchen smelled amazing, but my curry was another flavourless disaster. I'm embarrassed to ask a Michelin star chef, but please, what are the essential flavour rules? Carry on. I think she needs to add salt. Oh, there we go. I know, I know that sounds weird. That's how she got the Michelin star. Like, feels like she's got very high expectations of herself as well. Yeah. But a going prawn curry. Mm. That's big like, time, But yeah. that, to get that right is going to be But superb. also, you don't rush it, especially a curry. It's like you said about, uh, no joke about the onions, you should be cooking them for about 35, 40 minutes to yeah. get them soft, soft, soft. Or 8.50 in there. Yeah, or 8.50, <laughs> you know, zap it one. Because that's the base yeah. of the curry. And if she's doing it quickly, she's not going to get the flavour. So take your time and make sure you season. Do you know what people do forget about seasoning? Yeah. And also people are nervous. Like we've got one of the restaurants, you can look in the kitchen Ooh, and every time no, you... No, no, no. <laughs> as in for, no for you, because presumably when we're in the restaurant, yeah. you know, and you're looking at us, there must be days where you're like, oh God, look at them. <laughs> <laughs> but like as in we've got to cook for these animals. Like, 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 look, that guy's we using his hands. We never think that, Russell. We never, <laughs> ever think that. But, yeah. but to, to be under scrutiny, yeah. it, it feels all... Mm. Like, have you ever done that thing where yeah, you... but hold on, you do stand. Yeah, but they're not watching me create stand-up, which is a very different thing, because yeah, then you'd see me so. in a room go, why won't it work? Like, <laughs> but you'd see, see the anger, and yeah. it, it would be so depressing to realise, my God, this guy takes this silliness really seriously. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? But if we're watching you cook, yeah. you should be free to create. I don't yeah. want to... Do you know pressure. what I mean? Well, it gets a kitchen's like the stock exchange. It's like high energy <laughs> fast, isn't it? Well, but I think, Jamie, yeah, I love that Angela's there going, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just coming out of your restaurant like that. <laughs> but you're right, though. It is. But I mean, the high pressure intensity of it. Yeah. I guess when they can say in, do you have to be a bit more polite and a bit calmer? Well, no, the thing is, I think everyone's amazed at actually how calm you are. 
But my point was that people, when you season stuff, because they're watching you cook, everyone is going, oh, my God, you use so much salt, you use so oh, really? much salt. And we go, we don't, actually. Right. Is anything you tasted tonight salty? And they're like, no. Is it exactly? Yeah. You know, we just use what we think is the right mm. amount. When you started cooking, mm. did, did that come to you naturally? So were you a taster? Were you kind I of think that's that? the thing, is the tasting and tasting all the time. And I remember years ago, when I was like about, I don't know, eight or nine, I made something, and my uncle is it's Italian tasted it, and he goes, Chimancano sale, and he basically is missing salt. Mm. And since then, I've always had that in my head. You know, you've got to taste, you've got mm-hmm. to season. Not over season, but season as you go. Are you like health conscious when you eat, Russell? Are you like. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Man. Are you? I'm quite anxious health wise. Mm. Yeah. So I'll watch a documentary that says you, you've got to eat vegetables, and I'm like, right, I'll eat vegetables. <laughs> and then you listen to a podcast that goes, you need protein. Oh, okay. mm. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm really at the whim, and I buy all sorts of weird health gadgets or stuff like that and then my wife who is a scientist will find me with these things (laughs) and then point out why I'm a moron I bought this weird like red light machine that sort of fires at you and it gets rid of inflammation right and I saw this video and I bought it and I looked at the video and I was like that looks great how much was it this is the point so So it was it was a lot of money and my wife looked at it and said that looks like a brass eye video Remember the Channel 4 show with Chris Morris? And it was like, oh God, but I've bought it now. I think because she's a doctor, she's very kind of logical. Yeah, whereas I'm quite pragmatic. Yeah, and I'm super emotional, like, right, we need to do this. And I love the idea of kind of reaching 90 and being healthy. And I don't know, I just, it scares me seeing, being the idea of like not being well, you know, it terrifies me. So with your diet, do you, is there any things that you do eat or don't eat or supplements that you make sure that you have to take? Well, yeah, I mean, so I was, I don't eat gluten or dairy Mm -hmm. because I've got psoriasis. So I've kind of got it there. Yeah. And so I read that that's good for you. But the, the, see, the freaky thing about psoriasis is the only person in my family that used to have it is my nan. So there's this weird relationship. So every time I get like a disgusting scab, yeah. I'll kind of go, God, I'll miss that lady. <laughs> like that. And it's, it's kind of this weird thing that every time I flare up, I go, she's with me again. Like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But nan's only ever there when I'm stressed. Yeah. Um, but, but then that's it. Is it stress or is yes. it diet? Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. But But you kind of... If you can help it, I like doing it. Do you yeah. do any supplements out of interest? Because I do, same as Russell, if I watch something on Instagram. What are your subs? I do a vitamin C, yeah. which someone told me to take at night in yeah. liquid form. Yeah, yeah, you want to do Why it. Why at night? Because apparently form? you don't use it as an energy source. So at night, your body actually has it. Right. I heard. Yeah. Also at yeah. night, I take two magnesium. Yep. And then in magnesium the morning. for? General bone health. Sleep. Bone yeah. health. Mental health, good for, innit? Yeah, yeah. Um, you, what about omega threes? You crank do, them in. Do there in the morning yep, yep, with the yep. zinc D three, yep. and then a multivitamin because we haven't quite well. got enough. Just yeah, in yeah. case, <laughs> just in case. But I started doing all like mushroom stuff now. Oh, mushroom coffee. Yeah, so like absolutely. mushroom stuff at night. So a mushroom with like bilberry powder and blueberry powder. So me and Nick clearly quite similar. But <laughs> I'm we kind of go to the shop. Yeah. It's like mm, magic beans <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so you've just announced um, a new tour. Yes. Um, Tell us about the tour. Do you sit and plan it all out before? Do you do lots of writing before? Do you test it out on friends? How does the beginning of a tour idea work for you, Russell? So the beginning, it always starts, I have lots of little notes in my phone. So I think Woody Allen used to do this. He used to kind of write stuff and then he put it in a a drawer in his house and they just put it away. And then when he came to kind of write a show, he kind of pull out the drawer of all the notes he'd made over the year and then you kind of write it. 
So right. rather than sitting with a blank piece of paper and going, right, what will this be about? Yeah. At the minute, it just feels like the world is very hard and mm. sad and bleak. There's something magic that happens when you're in a room and people are laughing. It kind yeah. of, it's sort of, I, I did a Netflix special and I said that laughter is the lubricant that makes life livable. And I think for a lot of people it is. And we mm. live in this strange world at the minute where some people are a little bit upset by jokes, which is mm. fine and that will always be. But for the vast majority of us, it's kind of what you need to yeah. get through the yeah. misery. So I want to make this tour as like l probably less sort of political and just funny. Yeah. I just I like a bit of respite. It just yeah. feels like ev everything has been... Um, turn into a battleground. So the last gigs I did Latitude and I did Reading and Leeds and it was sort of a real reminder. You go, God, there's real power in this. Mm. And you know, there was sort of like 10,000 people in the tent and you're just kind of just, just going for it. I love it. it and it, you can create this real energy where people yeah. come away and go, that was an hour and a half of, yeah, I was lift, fun. I've, I've yeah. Lift, yeah. being lifted yeah. out of yourself. Yeah. Cause that's what I felt watching stand up. So when's the tour, when do you kick off? It starts in April next year. Going all around Europe as well. Just I'm gonna so I'm gonna do the UK first, and then probably Australia, and then America, and then Europe again. Wow, wow that's yeah. massive. It's great. Yeah, I love it. And does your wife come out to visit you? Yeah, Europe and the states. Yeah, brilliant. definitely. And yeah. do you have a test material on her at home? You like, hey, listen. She's so brilliant, my wife, yeah. because I can fool most people. Yeah. But she clearly knows all my tales. I must just give it away. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. when we, we got yeah. married, and I did my speech. And it was the one bit that I was confident in. I was terrified about the dance. Yeah. Because, you know, I just found it embarrassing. And I'm just, I knew the speech was the one bit that I could get right. Mm. And I was so pleased with myself that I didn't do it as me, the stand up. Mm. I did it as like, me. this, this Russell, is it. Yeah. And then I watched the video back and it's just, I'm like, full stand up. <laughs> like, it was so depressing that you go, and there's this brilliant photo where my missus is looking at me like, just the eyes oh, kind of rolling because yeah. I'm kind of like, <laughs> Spotlight yeah. on. But, but even I'm kind of, I'm sort of in my pose. It's so funny. It's a t-shirt seller out when you came outside. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. come on, Russell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I've got to go, I'm doing another wedding. Can't I do it? <laughs> God, yeah. But it's funny though, but I didn't even, but you, you, it's sort of that weird thing. You don't realise yeah. that we all have an autopilot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But do you have that with your husband? Mm. If you've got a new dish, do you try yeah. it on him? I'll ask his opinion and stuff. If we're cooking at an event together, because he's your chef as well, yeah. I'll always say to oh, Neil, really? yeah, what do you think before anyone else? Because yeah. he's got a really great palate. Yeah. But no, when we do this through the restaurant, I do that with the chefs and the, you know, the mm. people. But yeah, you do. The people you value the most, the people whose opinion, you know, and it's like family, my family are the worst worse to cook for because they really know food. They're little, not bothered about the mission. Yeah, star, they're not they? bothered about that. They're or not a little bit underdone. Or they go, oh, this is very nice, actually. I said, actually, actually, actually. Of course, you know, I mean, honestly. But what? did you find that as well? Because like having the Radio 1 breakfast show, mm. like that's such a huge yeah. institution of a show. Did you, if you had like an idea, did you have like certain people that you would try on? Certain people that my, my friends that like loved radio and like loved going to see comedy or like yeah. loved telly, you know, then people who are not producers, but they've got just like producey brains. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. I just wrote a book and when I sat at home writing it every day. What was that like? Sunday is fantastic. <laughs> Sunday is like the worst thing ever. Yeah. But I'd always want to like say to Misha, my boyfriend, I'd be like, can I read you this bit? And he'd go, no. <laughs> write it and then read it and I'd be like oh alright and then I'd be like I've wrote it and then he'd go I want to read it when it's all together at the end and I'd be like oh 
Because he's like, I just don't think you want anyone's opinion. He's like, I've never written a book, yeah. so you write it. Yeah. And I was like, respect. <laughs> yeah. He's like, because I'm not writing it. So I'd be like, can I just read you this bit? And he'd go, yep. And then I'd read it and be like, it's funny. <laughs> he was like, not interested in the process. But you, it's yeah. so funny. At though. all. Because that's what's so terrifying about a book or a film yeah. or an album. Yeah, you have to present to, it yeah. finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. stand-up is basically, you've done a bunch of five minutes mm -hmm. or 20 minutes yeah. throughout the six months leading up to the tour. So it's going to be fine. Mm. Yeah. But those people that must have to go, Ta-da! Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, like that's that's what scares me about writing a book. Yeah. It's the idea that you have to entertain yourself. We can't wait to come and see you on tour, yes. March and April of next year. Yes. Or if you're listening from around the world, yeah. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, the Russell Howard Hour is back on Sky Max as well. Yes, that's it's every Thursday at ten thirty. Ten thirty. Um, yes, not ten o'clock. <laughs> ten thirty. Ten thirty. Definitely at ten thirty. Yeah, and that goes until uh, December the fifteenth, mm. and then. Uh, yeah, a little holiday and then the tour. Well, Russell, thank, thank you, you so much. I love that. See so much fun. That was so yeah, fun. Really Russell fun. Howard, everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Russell. That was great. All the recipes and drinks can be found on the Waitrose website at waitrose.com slash dish recipes. Follow Dish from Waitrose wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends, tell your family, and why not leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? We can't all have a Michelin star chef in the kitchen, but you can get some Michelin star advice. Email your questions for Angela to dish at waitrose.co.uk. Waitrose. Food to feel good about.